Vets Talk. This is Kevin Horgan, co-founder, along with Charlie Scott, of our free and open venture to bring veterans into the limelight through stories, biographies, subject matter expert interviews, leadership lessons, and sometimes ranting and raving and howling at the moon. Now, Vets Talk is a collaboration with Zach Knight and Knightley Productions and Vetlanta, a team that networks with transitioning veterans to make the Atlanta area the first choice of locations to settle in, to live, work, play, and pray, and maybe raise a family to stay connected to our tribe, the veteran community. Hi, everybody. This is Kevin Horgan here with Vets Talk. I want to welcome Drew Walston of Mighty Hero Homes, who's going to tell us all about himself from the moment he was born till I met him a couple of weeks ago. Go ahead, Drew. It's all yours. Great, buddy. Thank you so much for the opportunity to, to appear on your, your show. We're so grateful to uh, let everyone know who we are and uh, what we're doing and, and what we need from them. Um, it, it goes without saying that uh, anytime you put the word homeless and veteran in the same sentence, uh, that's an unacceptable equation for us. Uh, so I'll, I'll back up a little bit to tell you a little bit about my background, which I believe uh, the good Lord used to uh, prepare me for this moment. But I spent uh, 21 years with progressive insurance right out of school. Um, learned a lot, was promoted over my head more times than I could count, um, but it prepared me for today. Um, following my career at Progressive, I became a, a small business owner, uh, owned a heat technology business uh, where we produced uh, a lot of products for the military. Uh, honored to have served uh, in the capacity of helping save lives on battlefield through our hypothermia bags, uh, helping hone the skills of soldiers through the use of our thermal targets. Um, and it certainly gave me a greater affinity for our servicemen and, and women. Uh, there again, all that 15-year experience prepared me to do what the Lord's called me to do now, uh, what I call my purpose and, and uh, for the rest of, uh, of my career. Um, three years ago, three and a half years ago, um, the Lord spoke to my heart and said, Drew, I'm going to utilize you to eradicate veteran homelessness in the United States. Having never been a home, uh, a veteran, uh, and having never been homeless, and at the time, uh, I'm not sure that I knew a homeless veteran. Uh, so I was ashamed to say that I spent really about a year uh, seeking to convince the Lord that He'd called the wrong person, that I wasn't qualified, that I wasn't, um, I didn't have the time, I didn't have the resources, I didn't have the credibility in this space. And almost a year to the date, um, when the calling became. Uh, uh, so overwhelming. I said, um, okay, Lord, you've got my attention. Uh, and I recall what my pastor had said uh, once before was that if you feel called to serve, don't feel like you have to create something or start something. Go find out where people are doing great work and join them there. So that really was my intention. Um, I'd applied that many times before and it was good advice. So I began to do research to identify uh, first, I had to identify if veteran homelessness was was an issue, and that took about a nanosecond to realize that not only is it a problem in our country, it's an egregious stain on our country's history. Uh, so I began to look for organizations that I felt were on the right trajectory to end veteran homelessness. I'm sort of a totalitarian. Um, I don't want to just work in something. I don't want to just uh, work around something. If it's something worth devoting time and energy and ultimately a career to, uh, I want I want to take it to the the goal line. I want to make sure that we we accomplish the mission. And there are 
and I mean no disrespect whatsoever to anybody doing great work in the space, um, but I could not find an organization that I could say was on the right trajectory to ending veteran homelessness that had a scalable national proposition that that they could say at some point in time we're going to be done with this. We're going to work ourselves out of job out of a job. Uh, based on the advice I received from my pastor, I really was looking for someone. Again, I I say almost embarrassingly, I was looking for someone that I could write a check to or that I could volunteer time to um, so that I could you know, check it off the list and say, Lord, I've done what you've called me to do. I'm going to go back to do what I think I should be doing. Um, but it was at that point in time when the Lord laid the vision of Mighty Hero Homes on my heart. And many of the visuals that we uh, pr uh, present on our website and our social media sites of our base, I'll talk a little bit about our base concept. Uh, but these are really visions laid on my heart uh, from the very beginning, and they've really not changed uh, too much at all. Uh, and it's because what we believe uh, our veterans uh, will, will thrive in and benefit from is taking them back to a place where we can begin to reinstill community. I say the word community 40 times a day um, because at the end of the day, that is exactly what we're seeking to do is not only to bring veterans off the street or out of the woods and put them in homes, but to reinstill a sense of hope and reinstill, reinstill a sense of purpose and ultimately to allow them to fulfill their full potential um, here, on, here on this earth. Uh, the Mighty Hero Home Base is, a, is, 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 is as it sounds, it is a structure where uh, residents are arranged in squadrons. We have uh, seven 12-home squadrons on our base. Uh, and this is the first level of, of creating community. So these 12 homes that are surrounding a 40 by 40 squadron activity center, uh, all the front doors are facing this community center. So we are, are providing them an opportunity to have brothers and sisters uh, that they do life with, that they spend time with, that they share a meal with, share a barbecue area with. And then seven of those squadrons creating the 84 home structure uh, creates a base. Uh, and that's the second level of community is to, to uh, identify with this is my base and bases will have team colors or base colors and a mascot and things of that nature that they get to decide and they get to take pride in and helping to create and then on, on ultimately supporting and defending and, and all the things that their uh, veterans are accustomed to doing. Uh, also on our base uh, relative to creating community, the next level of community is to integrate our, our veterans now and they're living a healthy lifestyle into the communities where the bases are built. So one level, one way of doing that, so our bases will have commercial gardens uh, led by a nationally uh, renowned garden expert that will be our overseer to make sure that the gardens in each of our base locations are appropriate for that environment and appropriate for uh, the type of, uh, whether it be hydroponics or uh, seedlings or vegetables or what have you in that particular area. Uh, gardening is, uh, is therapeutic. Uh, and it also will allow our veterans to uh, use the yield of their efforts to sell those vegetables to local restaurants in the, in the city or to local residents in that city. So we're creating an interaction between our bases and our, uh, our communities. Uh, also, uh, one of the, the hallmarks of our base will be our veterans will be trained to uh, train service dogs as well as canine companions. Uh, it'll also serve as foster uh, a foster facility for service dogs that have either been injured or, or aged out of service. Uh, with 22 to 45, whatever number you want to believe in terms of soldier suicide, uh, we know through consulting with the experts in this space that uh, canine companions are, are critical or, or a great source of 
providing companionship to some who who um, are having a tough time, and sometimes just looking down and and uh, and asking oneself, you know, who's going to feed my dog if I do something, uh, has saved many many lives. Uh, so we're excited about our canine processes on our base. Uh, also on our base, uh, if you've seen one of our renderings, we have a community center. The community center has a Pentagon-shaped center, where, which will house our commissary, our coffee area, our meeting area. Uh, has expanded space for uh, church services, uh, weddings, uh, community meetings, et cetera. Uh, one wing of that uh, community center is our health services center. Uh, we will invite the VA to, to bring in a team of uh, nurses and doctors and nurse practitioners, be able to treat 84 veterans at one time, as opposed to 84 veterans, uh, oftentimes who lack transportation. Uh, or, or lack knowledge of where the VA Medical Center is, rather than have them travel sometimes hours uh, uh, after waiting months to get an appointment, only to be told they got to come back again next week. Uh, 84 veterans will be able to be treated at one time. There's so many things that uh, are minor in nature, thyroid medicine, diabetes medicine, things of that nature, um, that uh, our soldiers who are living on the streets and living in the woods, they just don't have access to. And sometimes just a small little Synthroid pill can mean the the difference in someone's life. Uh, so we want to make sure that those simple things, as well as uh, the more serious things, whether it be um, uh, TBIs or uh, PTSD or, or other injuries that uh, or illnesses that they're dealing with on an ongoing basis, are, are properly treated. Uh, if the VA chooses not to do that, or if uh, it's an area where they can't, uh, we will employ a third-party medical provider, uh, be able to treat our veterans, give them first-class care build the VA for those services. On the other end, on, on the other wing of our community center is our training and career center. Uh, that's where our, our veterans uh, who are employable or, and want to work or want to learn new skills. Uh, we'll bring in the community uh, experts in those areas, again, integrating the base into the community to make sure that our veterans, uh, if they're interested in welding, we'll bring in a welding expert and teach them how to weld or, 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 or they'll be able to go there and, and, and learn those skills. Uh, whether it be financial responsibility skills or uh, many of these uh, you know, veterans have not had the opportunity to even cook a meal over the past several years because they don't have access to a kitchen. So bringing people in, whether it be local chefs or, or local people within the community, uh, teach them how to cook, teach them how to uh, prepare meal, healthy meals that will, will, will go a long way towards um, their reintegration. Uh, all of our, our bases will provide uh, transportation. We'll have a couple of eight passenger vans, image with the Mighty Hero, the camo and image with the Mighty Hero logo. Uh, we'll have some sponsors. So we've had a couple of companies already step up and say they would sponsor those vans. So we'll certainly want to give them recognition on the on the van. So as, as they travel around town and are delivering veterans to church and school and shopping and entertainment, uh, our sponsors will get uh, great recognition. Uh, and we're going to employ as many veterans as possible on the base. Um, we'll have our bases will be gated um, so that there'll be limited access. So we'll have a guard gate. Uh, so we'll have a guard gate attendant. Uh, we'll have people who will be able to work behind the counter at the commissary. Uh, we'll have a landscape maintenance crew. That'll, all these will be paid jobs, paid appropriately for the skills that, that are required to fulfill those jobs. Uh, maintenance within the, the facility itself. Then, of course, we want to make sure that uh, as, as many as possible or that want to work off the base uh, have the ability to do that through training, through transportation and, uh, and things of that nature. Hey, Drew, I, so, I, have a, I have a whole slew of questions. Go, <laughs> um, yeah. the, um, 
uh, you, you it's that's a very ambitious pr plan, and I'm sure you don't have all the brick and mortar that you expected to have right now. How do you do? You have benefactors yet? Do you have uh, large grants yet? Uh, and how is that process going for you? Yes, yeah, great, great question. Um, this is a 7.2 billion dollar initiative, as I mentioned earlier. We're taking this to the goal line, uh, so we're not in this to do something temporary. We're not into it to to take care of a few. Uh, one, we feel our, our our vision and our mission is scalable, it's uh, reasonable, uh, and it's economical. Um, our bases are going to run about $15 million per base, and that's going to permanently house 84 veterans. Going back to my early discussion around um, finding someone that was on the track to end veteran homelessness, uh, we exist for the sole purpose of providing homeless veterans affordable, permanent housing from which they never have to move. Uh, it's not transitional. It's not temporary. Not only do, will they never have to move from, the, from, from that uh, Mighty Hero home, uh, our goal is to take veterans, homeless veterans, from homelessness to home ownership within a period of years. And we're going to do that through generous benefactors as well as um, programs where veterans uh, will prove themselves to be good citizens and will, uh, at, in a systematic way, earn the right to take ownership of their home. If they choose uh, years later, they get married and want to move off to a three-bedroom, two-bath somewhere else, they can maintain that ownership and use that as an asset where they can use that as a hud bash voucher facility for other homeless veterans to be able to come in uh, to supplement their income while helping another veteran. Uh, in terms of financing, I mentioned uh, $7.2 billion. Um, if you do the math, that's roughly about 450 bases that we feel are going to be necessary to accomplish the mission. Uh, depending on what data you look at, there's anywhere from 31,000 to probably close to 70,000 homeless veterans, uh, but we're creating a system that's replicatable, that we can take the script from one city to the next city to the next. Uh, we have had amazing partners come along beside us to, to support us. Uh, worthy of mention is uh, Rayland Construction out of Carrollton, Georgia, 50-year-old family business that uh, uh, shares the same core values as Mighty Hero Homes. Uh, they have been personal contributors uh, financially. Uh, we met with their staff yesterday in Carrollton to uh, to talk about the creation of our model home that's going to be forthcoming. We're, we're, we're excited to unveil that uh, here in the very near future. Um, but yes, uh, uh, it is. this is an initiative that's going to cost a lot of money. However, um, in terms of grants, and there are a lot of wonderful organizations that provide grants, uh, there are a lot of requirements, uh, three years in business and this and that and that. Uh, we, we don't meet some of those requirements in terms of length. Uh, so quite frankly, after a long period of time of trying to navigate this world of grants and and um, uh, government funding, uh, we've decided uh, this is going to be and, and we're going to lead a we the people response. And what I mean by we the people, uh, we're about to embark on what we can only describe as, as the making of a miracle, not by our hand, uh, but through our obedience, we are going to watch the, the hand of the Lord uh, create a miracle because we're going to we're going to embark on what we call Operation Because They Deserve Better. And we're seeking to mobilize 1 million American patriots to give a one-time $100 donation, which will raise $100 million in 100 days. A generous benefactor in Texas has agreed to match our raise on a three-to-one basis. Uh, wow. So when we raise $100 million, uh, that will avail to us $300 million in funds to be able to house a lot of vet, vet, vet veterans. We can replicate that process 
three times, ultimately raising $1.2 billion. And that $1.2 billion, by us raising $100 million, will allow us to permanently house up to 6,720 homeless veterans throughout the country. That's not all of it, so we're not done, but that's a great start. Yeah. Uh, so we are, um, we're putting together our campaign. We know this has got to be something that's, it will be record setting. Uh, that, that type of race has never been accomplished in the United States. We individually, uh, we're, we're incapable of doing that. And we're working with some great firms and we're getting uh, wonderful wisdom. Um, certainly won't, won't name drop before uh, contracts are signed, but we have uh, three people that are, again, share our core values, are very well known nationally. One's a war hero that uh, we're praying about and we're hoping that uh, they're going to accept our invitation to be a spokesperson for us. Um, but we've got to mobilize, we've got to mobilize the people. And, and uh, as I begin to speak to um, high net worth individuals or corporations and begin to talk to them about donations, the conversation kind of gets weird when you talk about tens of thousands of dollars or hundreds of thousands of dollars. But when I speak to someone and I ask them, would you join me in providing a one-time $100 donation? 100% of the people I talk to say, absolutely. Of course. Of course. We, we of believe course. that message will resonate throughout the country. Uh, part of our strategy is to mobilize our churches. There's 380,000 churches in the United States. We're going to ask each church, and if we can reach 100,000, we're going to ask each church to give a one-time $100 donation. We think that's very reasonable and scalable. Uh, we're going to mobilize our students in our schools. One, we believe our students need to understand the crisis of veteran homelessness. We need They need to understand to a better extent what a veteran is, the debt we owe to our veterans, as well as the fact that homelessness in general, but homelessness amongst our veteran population is unacceptable. So we'll ask school classrooms to together raise $100. Most of the kids can go home and find uh, in the crevice of the couch or in their, in their automobile change enough to do $100 as a, as a classroom. So we think that's gonna be a very reasonable proposition. Uh, we want hey, to- Hey, I think Drew, and I uh, thank you for that detail. That was important. I do have a couple of uh, nagging questions. I guess one is, um, and I'm going to butcher the statistic, but uh, we've discussed homelessness in general, veteran homelessness specifically, uh, several times. And there's a there's statistics cannot be avoided. There's about 30 percent of all the homelessness are almost hopeless cases. Um, and this is uh, I'm using uh, data derived from a book called Rough Sleepers uh, by Tracy Kidder, which just came out and. He profiles a, a Dr. Jim O'Connell in Boston, who's been working with the homeless for 30 years. Uh, and it's a long, hard slog because some of these folks, their lives never change uh, because they don't want it to change, whether it's uh, drug and alcohol induced or it's mm -hmm. mental illness. Um, how are you prepared for that piece of it? Uh, and, and uh, you know, what, what kind of staffing do you have that will help that, address that? It's a great question to a, to a, to a big problem, um, specifically uh, alcohol and drug addiction. Uh, first of all, our basis will be alcohol free and drug free, and and we've debated the pros and cons of that. Um, the drug free is it was a no brainer. Uh, the alcohol uh, we discussed, but we've ultimately concluded through counsel of of, uh, of people in the know that uh, we will um, have alcohol and drug free basis. Uh, we will have a vetting process. Um, and we know up front, the crisis is so severe. Um, we were told by a VA representative that when we open our first base in McDonough, Georgia, uh, later this year, 
for 84 homes, we'll have a thousand candidates to go into that. Yeah, uh, yeah home I bet. So initially, while everyone will receive a screening through our strategic partners, uh, we, we partner with wonderful organizations such as Flanders Fields, Stop Soldier Suicide, Sierra Delta. Uh, the VA will serve as a, as a resource for us to help understand uh, dependencies before a veteran becomes a, a base resident. Uh, and other organizations as 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 we determine necessary. Uh, we also believe that our veterans, uh, when given this opportunity and they bond together and they know what each other has gone through and what each other is dealing with, uh, they themselves will be a source of inspiration and a source of encouragement to one another beyond that of normal citizens. And we just yes. believe that based on what we've been told and, and right. what we have observed right. in, in our veteran ranks. We believe our veteran-based residents will hold one another to a higher standard, uh, will uh, want to uh, endear what uh, what the good Lord through his people has provided them. And um, while we're not naive to believe there won't be issues from time to time, um, we're going to approach it from a perspective that uh, we're going to expect the best out of people, and then we'll deal with the the ancillary issues there. But, but having professional uh, services on base and a vetting process for veterans who come on to base uh, is very critical. It's, it's, wor it's worth mentioning that if you would have asked me three years ago, um, you drew, you know, what's the win uh, based on this calling? What are you after? I would have intuitively said when we hand over the 37,000th key or the 40,000th key to the last homeless veteran, you know, we can check the box and say we've accomplished the mission. That's really changed so dramatically over, over time that we believe that the real win here is that when we have 84 veterans who are now uh, healthy, uh, hopeful, um, have purpose, when we unleash that level of talent into the communities where Mighty Hero home bases are built, we believe those communities will be transformed for generations to come. So that's- I agree, good. I agree. That's great. Hey, uh, Drew, uh, we, we have to wrap it up right now. Uh, I, I, I appreciate what you're doing. I think our listeners will know that you are doing God's work, and this is great, and I wish you every bit of success. If you can uh, wrap this up with in about a minute about what you think we should take away from your discussion today, uh, how to find you, uh, how to reach out, how to uh, assist in any way possible, can you, can you give us that, please? Yes, sir. Thank you. Uh, www.mightyherohomes.org is our website. It's a great resource. It has our contact information. Uh, myself or any of our staff members with the uh, information or contact information on there would be happy to to speak with our folks. The number one thing that we ask for is your prayer uh, beyond anything, beyond money, beyond. I tell people all the time, they ask me, where are you going to get that money? I said, uh, my father owns the cattle of a thousand hills. I'm just looking for those who are tending the pastures. Um, <laughs> we are looking for those shepherds. We are looking for people who will make a commitment now and up through our campaign, we've, we've received, we've been so blessed by people who just are participating in some pilot campaigns who have just been overwhelming in their support for us. But we would ask people to begin to think about not only giving $100 to take part of this historic uh, campaign, but to also think about how they can serve as an ambassador, which would be someone who gives $100 and then gets 10 people within their circle to give $100. So a $100 giver is a patriot, uh, one who gets 10 friends to, to join them is an ambassador. And we would love to sign up as many ambassadors as quickly as possible as we go, because uh, our with our funding through our match, 
Uh, year one, uh, we will be able to, de to designate about 97% of every dollar raised directly to the cause. We'll create an endowment uh, for operating expenses out of that initial raise. So years two and beyond, uh, we will be able to donate uh, or allocate 100% of the proceeds that come in from all resources directly to housing our homeless veterans. That's awesome. Um, Drew Walston, MightyHeroHomes.org. Everyone, please check it out. Thank you for, very much for being with us today. Uh, and I hope that you come back uh, on Vets Talk and tell us uh, a progress report, sir, on Mighty Hero Homes, especially uh, the initial one here in Georgia. Thank you very much, Drew. Uh, God bless you and your work and take care. Thank you.